movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you're consuming it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey, Pete, and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco. And third here too. Proudly brought to you by GWW Radio. Welcome to Scene and Nerd. Uh, we're back and uh, doing our best to break down. A lot and a lot, a lot of TV. I don't know why I said a lot three times there. Uh, let's just kick things off. My, I'm, I mean, I can't even talk. Oh, it should. This title should be tired and nerd, guys, because I am tired. Um, I'm your host, Cena. Ner- I'm your. Oh my god. You want to try that again? We're not even gonna. We're not even gonna get this thing started. Holy shit! Wow. Oh my god. Okay, hold on. I'm you sound host. like me all of a sudden, <laughs> like screwing up the intros. So bad. I even Way to pull a Sarah. No, whatever. Oh, is that, is that what it officially is? Hashtag pulling a Sarah? No. Matt, Who invented get that? that? Get that trending. Oh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm on Twitter right now. Matt, I take back everything nice I've ever said about you. <laughs> <laughs> Which would probably be nothing, so I don't know why I said that. Okay. Pete. I- the show. I think we're ready to do this. I'm your host, Pacing Pete. Alongside always is Mr. I'm Salzy. I thought you were going to redo the whole thing. <laughs> no, we're just going to roll with it. Screw it. Um, and back back with us, uh, it's been uh, a couple weeks, Miss Sarah Belmont. What's up, Sarah? Okay, it's been one week because technically, <laughs> technically, wait, wait for it. We all were not on that other episode that was supposed to air, so none of us were around. Therefore, it's been one week that I actually missed, technically. Well, it appears I've been served because it's only been one week, so. I'm just saying, one (laughs) is less than a couple. (laughs) We did miss your sass there, Sarah, so that was very nicely done. I don't know. It's going to be, like, (laughs) few and far between because... I was I was away and I'm back and I'm yeah I'm just yeah move on <laughs> <laughs> and uh, back with us the uh, official Cena nerd crasher straight from the Flash podcast welcome back Mr Andy B what's up Andy yeah it's fine <laughs> just fine that was a great entrance by the well, way it, well if, if if Sarah brings the sad I bring the shade that's a good point you do bring the shade. He does. Yeah, I do. I'm old. No. (laughs) All right, so before this thing gets off the rails, because clearly that's where it's going, uh, Matt. Based on what? Based on what, Stampede? I'm being sarcastic. Clearly, I'm being sarcastic. Intro. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly on that really awful intro that I attempted right now. Oh, I can't believe I did that. Um, All right, so let's just kick things off with the Matt's redaction. Matt, what do you have I haven't... I haven't had a redaction in a few weeks, guys. We are a top-notch killer. I think we need some, like, post-intro new segment for me because we're gold stars for everybody. <laughs> you know, I'm sure there's somebody at, at home that listens to us that's going, you screwed up this and this, but but uh, apparently not. Matt says we are gold star winners. So. You gotta y- yell louder, fan or <laughs> listener. I shouldn't say fan. that kind of pretentious. But anyway, yeah, we're good. Oh, Moving on. Boy. All right, so let's just kick things off with uh, a lot of TV talk, and we're going to get started with the finale of The X-Files. You know, they wrapped up their six-episode event 
Um, I was pretty happy with what they did. You know, a lot of what they did just felt to me like what we got before in the first 10 seasons when they were around, the movies that they released. It all was very similar to me, so that's why I didn't really dig into it um, as, you know, as, as much as others did. I, I really enjoyed watching uh, Mulder and Scully come back and, and uh, you know, uh, explore the strange and weird. Uh, Matt, what did you think of this final episode? There was, like, a lot going on. Um, I feel like there was too much going on at some points, especially um, <laughs> especially in, like, the very beginning where it pretty much just recapped the entire first episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, why are you watching the final episode if you haven't watched the first episode? So um, I was a little confused, but... Uh, I thought overall it was, uh, I mean, that, that cliffhanger at the end. I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a second, Pete. Um, it's definitely gonna keep us tied over until the next little mini series, which I, I like that um, they did a mini series. You know, like it's just a little, um, not a full like 20 episode run or something like that for a season. I think it's it's great how condensed they make um, like an entire season. They they condense it down so it's just really. Uh, crisp and uh, almost curt, like uh, six episodes. So um, uh, I thought everyone was great. Um, luckily, and I hope nobody played the drinking game of uh, take a shot every time Dana Scully says alien DNA because you'd be dead <laughs> by now. <laughs> um, yeah, so I yeah I thought it was I, I thought it was a um, definitely left us us hanging. It was kind of building up to that to that point. Um, where all the players were in, involved in um, uh, pandemonium and worldwide uh, pandemics were happening. So um, I think it really set up just how much is at stake in this show. And um, a lot of the times um, I feel like the X-Files world is in its own little bubble because everything is taking place in conspiracies and behind the scenes. Here it's like world catastrophe. So I thought it presented itself pretty well. Yeah, it really did. Um, and you're right, there was a lot of stuff going on in the beginning of this episode. Um, and just throughout, like, I, I was watching it, and I guess we should just get into the cliffhanger now. I was watching it, and, and as, you know, I'm, I'm I'm keeping track of the time, and I, I probably shouldn't do that when I watch a television show, but I'm just aware of, of, you know, the time whenever I watch a show, like, live, because I know how much time's left, you know, and so it makes me wonder what's going to happen next, and so I think with, like, 15 minutes left, I think it was at the point where, you know, we see uh, uh, Mulder with Robbie Amell's character and, and, and Scully's, you know, realizing that her blood is, you know, almost like a vaccine for what's going on. Uh, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, so this seems like some ver- really big event that we're not going to – it doesn't seem like we're going to get it resolved in the next 15 minutes. And so – of course, I'm wondering, are we going to get something more from here? Or is this, I mean, you know, it, it left with a great classic X-Files cliffhanger. But it made me wonder, like, was the point of this to launch, like, another movie? Was it was it to launch, you know, some, <clears throat> uh, another series that maybe gets picked up by, you know, Netflix or Hulu? Because maybe Fox is just, this was just kind of this, the engine to, to get the X-Files train moving again. I don't know, what, what do you think, Matt? I mean, if they kind of just dropped the series in here, I'd be really surprised um, because 
they did this whole like marketing thing and they're coming back it's it's uh you know it's it's the revival of uh you know of, of the year and um everyone's juiced about it because everyone loves x-files remember x-files remember how awesome it was well here it is so if they only make six episodes and they kind of leave it here it'd be like like why why would you do that you know what i'm saying like I, i'm i'm sure fox has, has a plan to kind of drop them um drop the x-files in like these small little seasons maybe just one more time i don't think they're setting up for a movie though um although the final episode kind of felt like the first part of a movie if you you know if you kind of if you think of like the first episode and then maybe the second and then the last episode that's that can be all one movie like um i'm not sure like leading up to the whole miniseries, what exactly was on the table. But it seemed like they wanted to make a movie. They didn't want to make it after all. So they turned into a miniseries and they added extra episodes to fill out the gaps. Um, and when the public really attached to the idea of them coming back, they're like, okay, well, we can get another six episode run out of this, but we'll do these six. We'll leave it be for a little bit and then do another six. But like, I haven't really read up a lot too much about um, like the future of the show. I just hope that they don't really leave us with you know Scully and a tractor beam, you know, like what like and yeah, and Mulder like dying, everything. yeah, and 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 Deathstorm like what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a nice touch. What do you think of Robbie Amell and Lauren Ambrose? Is almost kind of like a a quasi Mulder Scully uh, uh, team. It's it's funny because they really um, I was hoping that they're gonna stand next to each other like all four of them like paired off because it could be like you know like Earth One and Earth Two Mulder and Scully just looking a little different um, but uh, I I thought he was great he was definitely hero kind of attitude it, it was weird seeing Robbie Amell in a suit <laughs> usually seen him in like a leather jacket of some sort and um, but. Uh, yeah, I was ready for him to be like, oh, uh, Mulder is in um, South Carolina. Let me just fly over there real quick. <laughs> I was ready for him to just push the ground down. But anyway, um, I don't know if they're trying to set them up as the main characters for like the next part of the season because it seems like the key to the whole plot line is, you know, is is Scully in this sense because she she has the alien DNA and and stuff like that. So. Uh, drink but uh <laughs> yeah I, I thought all like the extra character even like um if we can speak on the season on a whole real quick Pete, yeah, yeah, um, go ahead. i thought um oh my god i'm blanking on his name um Who? the uh the guy that brought everybody with the with the with the show on internet um oh joel mckell's character yeah joel mckell's character man uh joel mckell he really like this is like a sizzle reel for him. You know, he shows comedy, he shows aloofness that everybody knows. And then he, he got like, uh, when he was addressing the camera, when he's, you know, starting to get sick and then he's doing that big dramatic thing of like, you know, the internet is shutting down because everyone is sick. Everybody is fucked. Um, <laughs> when he was like looking like more and more haggard and he was like speaking to, you know, his fans in the world as, as a whole, I was like, wow, Joe McHale is a, I don't want to think of him as a dramatic actor, but he can really pull it off. And that's how I kind of felt about him in all the episodes he's been featured in. I was very surprised by his performance. Yeah, I was really interested to see how he was going to play in this kind of series because 
he's such like the funny man, you know, like he's the comedy. So I wonder or how they would have like written him, you yeah, know, would they yeah. play to his strengths or it looks like they didn't really it seems like he didn't want to be typecasted. Mm-hmm. So he they went just make him play it straight as this like this uh over the top pundit guy. So um yeah, I I thought he did a great job. Yeah, he did. He did a, a really good job just in the limited time he was on the show um and and really part of the overall arc. Um now Matt, did you um, have a favorite episode of the six that were out? I know it was a few to choose from, but um, any one that caught your eye more than others? I mean, it's it's almost like like it's it's an easy answer, you know. You can say you know the comedy episode with the were human. <laughs> um, I mean, that was just so funny. Like hashtag sexy Scully was like a, <laughs> was like not trending nationwide, but it was definitely being contributed to and it was pretty funny but um i don't know i think if you if you take like like how i said before if you take the first the the first two parts i guess of the episode or the first episode like the first the two hours you put them together and then you know uh the final episode you put them together i think that um there's always something going on in all three of those parts and i think you um was very exciting, and then like the way they reintroduced the characters was ab- abrupt, but it, I was fine with it. I think mm-hmm. the way they got back into the saddle of things, but I think I was more interested, which is a flip. I was more interested in the main overarching story rather than the little snippets of the different case files, which is different in the um, seasons one through nine. I actually enjoy the individual cases in- instead of mm-hmm. you know. Um, the Instead of like the main, story. yeah, the whole main like story that goes around the whole season. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I was more interested in like what are these characters up to now since they are older. They need to take on bigger responsibilities rather than just being, you know, looking for the monster of the week. So I was happy that they had a big story that affected more than just like the United States. It's like a worldwide thing, or yeah. it affected more than just the bureau, you know. Yeah, yeah, it it was. Uh, I mean, like you said, it could that whole art could have been like a movie in itself. Um, but I, I'm like you. I did. I think my favorite episode was probably the third episode with the the monster of the week type thing going on, um, which was really funny. It was really good. It kind of brought back everything that was so good about individual individual cases like that in the the first nine seasons of the, uh, the X Files. So I did enjoy that. I do hope we get some resolution. Um, you know, I hope that I'm sure we will. Yeah, it's, like, it's just like, like they can't leave us like that. This isn't yeah. like the Sarah Connor Chronicles. They baited <laughs> us pretty hard on this one. So yeah, and it's the X Files. So I, you know, like you said, they can't just leave us hanging. So um, I'm really, I'm really hopeful that we hear something soon about a return. Because I'll take another six episodes. That's cool with me. Um, if that's all we can get, but um, but yeah, Matt, what's great about um, that is like oh. not a lot of risk involved. You know, they're all like, should we bring it back? Is anyone gonna watch it? Just make six episodes. The super fans are gonna love it. I mean, there's like little risk involved, and you know, people will tune in anyway. So yeah, I think it'll be fine. I agree. Um, yeah, I, I was I was happy overall with what I saw. Matt, would you say you were happy overall with what you saw? Oh yeah, great. I'm I'm probably gonna uh, rewatch um all six episodes again pretty soon when I have another day off. Yeah, the nice thing too is uh, you don't have to. You, it doesn't take much binging for this one. Six episodes, you'll be in and out of there very, very quickly. But um, I enjoyed the six episodes. They very much were like you know they just picked up where they left off and 
Got some cool Monster of the Week episodes, some filler type stuff, but it was all entertaining to me. So, um, so yeah, so we enjoyed X Files. Hope it doesn't. Hope we hear something about that cliffhanger that that was so crazy. But uh, yeah, so that's gonna do it for X Files talk for this week. Um, all right, so let's move on to Arrow. Uh, quite an interesting, uh, you know, series of events going on in this episode. Um, you know, we, we kicked things off basically where we ended last week with Damien taking Oliver's son, uh, and, you know, basically threatening, you know, he, he has, he's been trying to get to Oliver in some way. Um, you know, and I'm correcting myself from last week. I thought, I thought Dark knew that Oliver is Green Arrow and he's not. I think that was confirmed in the episode when, when, uh, when, when Green Arrow came into one of the rooms that Dark was in and he, he, he said something along the lines of, of your friend Oliver. So I, it's like, oh, so Dark doesn't know that Oliver is Green Arrow. So something to keep in mind as we go forward. But, um, you know, we have him basically doing what he can to get Oliver out of this race to be mayor. You know, he wants to take down Star City. He wants he has his own twisted plans for the future of Star City. Um, uh, Sarah, what did you think of, of you know, Dark's plans and how uh, they really came into motion in this episode and actually were very successful. But Dark's in jail now. How was that successful? Oh, you know what? I'm completely... What no, are you no, talking you're about? Right, you're right, you're right. No, 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 no. What I'm... happened? No, no, no. Did you watch right. ahead? I did watch the... Know. No, I did watch the episode. I don't know why I said that right now. You know, for some reason, I was thinking of the first part of the show. It is Friday night. <laughs> take, take a chill pill. <laughs> Okay, let me back that up. What did you think? I'm sorry. This isn't the first time that Pete has asked me a question about a TV show, and he, like, was confusing the episodes, so I have to take it while I can. No, no, no. I completely screwed that up. No, you're right. Dark did, Dark plan did fail, but, but they, but, but what I mean in a successful way is Oliver dropped out of the race. That part was successful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is, is actually interesting considering now that Dark's in jail. Um, if you watch the promo for 416, there's a scene between Malcolm and Dark, and Malcolm's like, I'm going to move forward with Genesis. So the question is, is Ruve Adams, Dark's wife, is she also going to move forward with Genesis with Malcolm and just leave Dark in jail to rot? Yeah, it's going to be really- Because okay. Ruve is now is going to be mayor, and they needed that because they needed control of... I'm missing the word, but city city hall, I believe. Well, I mean, just control of the, the entire city, basically. She becomes mayor and she controls everything. Well, right, but they there was a uh, previous episode where they were looking at various buildings. I think it was just l- the other week, and they indicated that Dark seems to be targeting, like, winning control over s- a specific building. But, you know what, it's been a long week, so <laughs> it'd be wrong, too. No, I think you're on the right track. Um, Andy, what did you think of, of Dark's plan and how it all went into motion? And despite him going to jail, it was, you know, ultimately successful. What do you mean, if it was successful? He did succeed. Well, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Ultimately, he was successful. Yeah, no, I am... Um... Look, Damien Dark can do whatever he wants, and you'll find me be all, oh, this is a, this is amazing, this is some good shit. Um, yeah, no, he... I, it wasn't too surprising that, you know, Oliver, you know, had to give up his candidacy and, 
and all that. I, you know, I was so focused on mixing in this episode that I was like, oh, he has a son. Oh, right, that's why we're doing this. Uh, no, but I am. Um... No, but like, it makes sense why he would do, make it do it, and you know. Now, you know, because, you know, we're in the middle of the season now, you know, then the hero needs to lose something so that the villain has one upper step on him and so on. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't really know what if I get the question correctly. I guess, you know, um, it's just all about Dark's plan. It's, I don't know. It seems like he's tried his hardest to get to Oliver. And, and, and I guess despite, you know, him ending up in jail – how is this going to play out? You know, Sarah mentioned Ruve Adams and, and, you know, there's still Malcolm Merlin there who, you know, we saw him with, you know, Dark's people. However, that worked in the last episode. Um, I mean, is there a thought that, that Malcolm Merlin can play a part in this as well? Or is Matt, what do you think of that? Do you think that he's involved? He could still be involved in this with what Dark's doing? Or do you think he's just was there to tell him, Hey, uh, by the way, Oliver has a son and, he might be. You might be better off going after him than Felicity. So you're asking me if Malcolm Merlin <laughs> is going to take over, like take Damien Dark's spot? Are you asking? I'm sorry, Pete. Um, I'm basically saying, do you see Malcolm Merlin playing a part in this Pete, as well? Pete, or... Pete, 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 Pete. Let me let me just stop you. <laughs> okay. Is Malcolm the tape? Because. If you watch the promo, Malcolm is still going through with Genesis, which was Dark's plan. So, yes, he is still going to follow through and have a part in this. I, I understand that, but do you think it's more of a thing where he's now joined him because of everything that's happened and he he is, like, truly on Dark's side? Or do you think yeah. that... No, no, no. But he this, wants, but he wants Oliver dead. I know that, but is it? Like, but this is Malcolm Merlin. Though. He's always got, you know... He's always has an ulterior motive that benefits him more than anyone else, whether it's someone on his team or not. Right. It's power, which he sees in Hive. And he's actually, I think, early in the first half of the season, when they first brought up Hive and that being the enemy, Malcolm's like, oh, you guys got to watch out for them. Like, he's always been intimidated. So now that he's part of that inner circle, he's going to want to work it so that he's the main guy. So I think he's probably happy that Dark's in jail, but it's not also it's not also that Malcolm just told Oliver or no Malcolm just told Dark that Oliver has a son, but we also found out in this episode that Malcolm's the one who actually took William and brought him to Dark, mm-hmm. because that's how Thea knew that he lied to her, because she realized because um, Felicity ran that scan and said, well, it was one a guy with one hand. Malcolm. <laughs> so, so just clarif- clarification a little bit about stuff. Oh, well, thank you for that clarification, Sarah. Um, now, getting to uh, Oliver's son, William, um, you know, Andy, what did you think of that reveal to everybody and how it did kind of affect everyone in their own little ways? Uh, it, it's it, it certainly brought about this very awkward situation in the Arrow Cave. Um, in the very beginning uh, yeah, of the Yeah, because all, like three women he had fucked were all in the same room. Um, yeah, Felicity's Crazy reaction awkward, was... Yeah. I know, right? Uh, no, but Felicity's reaction was, you know, like, I could, you know, that was just so fucking obvious and, you know, predictable that it was like, it was like, oh, I know it's coming because we saw an alternate timeline. And I cried my heart out for Laurel because... 
Not only did she find out he cheated on her while they were together and getting ready to move in together, she also finds out the, about the kid, but yet she is the most understanding soul in the universe for, for Samantha and gave all her some good sass. You know, you know, it's not your fault. All, it's all her fault, basically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's true. Um, and, of course, you know, because this version of Harley Quinn is, you know, he is what he is. He, you know, I would have appreciated if he had apologized to Laurel, at least, because... You know, I know, like, you know, yes, I know there wasn't that much time or whatever, but, you know, if he has time to boohoo for, for Felicity all the time, then, you know, he can probably do, for, you know, his long, you know, you know, long best friend that he's had since childhood. But, you know, what do I know? So that kind of, you know, I felt so sorry for Laurel. Like, and who else find Diggle found out. He, you know, Diggle, Diggle's always cool, you know, saying that, you know, how important fatherhood is and, you know, mm-hmm. how it works. Um... No, but it was definitely awkward, and you know I think, but the only one I really cared about was Laurel's, um, not because I didn't care for Felicity, which is that well, we've already seen it, we knew it was going to be exactly the same way, so I don't know if I can have a reaction to that. Well, um, also, she has a little bit of a selfishness to it, and so because it's, you know, if she had been in a position, I wonder if she would have been as noble and said, you know, hey Oliver, I accidentally had a kid with Barry like a that other year if we had if they had fucked each other and thank God that it didn't because yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I actually did like Laurel's reaction to uh finding out about Samantha and William and, and because, you know, they that is all part of their their past history and, and and while it was like a million years ago it still happened. Um and you saw the emotion kinda of come out in, in, in Laurel when she's talking to her dad about it. And, 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 you know, it, and like you said, I thought she handled it very well with Samantha. She could have easily became, you know, crazy ex-girlfriend and, and, and caused the scene. But she knew, you know what, that was a long time ago. We're adults now. Uh, but, you know, I think it still hurts her because, you know, they, you know, since episode five, they've started to repair her friendship a lot. And so, but oh, yeah. this feels, you know, it's kind of like one step forward, but two steps backward. And so, even though it was several years ago, but still, it's like, this just shows how much, you know, you know, people that, you know, may be anti-Laurel and saying, you know, she's bad for Miss Samantha, but, you know, the one thing that Felicity will never have over Laurel is that she loved him before he came back. He, she loved the man before he became there and so on. I'm just putting it out there that, you know, <laughs> she has a very beautiful, understanding heart. So, you know, but, you know, Felicity, you know, Felicity lovers, come at me. I, you know, <laughs> you I, love, I, I love, you love it, Andy. You love it. I love to ignore people. It's so much fun. Um, Matt, what did you think of uh, Diggle giving uh, Oliver advice on, on, you know, fatherhood and and how that did kind of, you know, you kind of see that play out a little bit in the end and you see, you know, Diggle with with his daughter, you know, and and it was just, um, I mean, I thought it was like a nice moment. What did you think, though? Man, Pete, you're like in my head. I wanted to chime in on that um, exactly when Andy mentioned it or when when you mentioned it or when somebody mentioned it. (laughs) Um, I... Uh, it was it's great to see Diggle like they're on the rooftop overlooking the city and they're all like, you know, this is this is what parenthood's all about. It's keeping your, you know, your your child or your children close. You can always protect them no matter what. And um, it's interesting because you see, you know, um, like three parents react to um, their children in three different ways, kind of. Um, you have Diggle giving Oliver the advice, which, by the way. Um, Diggle can't die because man, like Diggle's the only one who kind of like is on Oliver's side in all this, or he's like, man, that's super awkward, dude. Like, I appreciate that. So, 
um, the whole me thinking that it's Diggle in the grave, I have to, I have to rescind that because it's, uh, it would be too sad if he is. But anyway, um, so Diggle was explaining about keeping his children safe, always being there every single day, being a constant presence, and that's awesome. And then you also have the scene with, um, Malcolm Merlin and Thea, um, and then, one of my favorite lines ever from John Barrowman was when he said, I'd, I'd rather have you uh, alive and hate me than love me and dead. Um, and he's like, that's what parenthood's all about. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, <laughs> that is intense. And then uh, we finally have the third one where um, with uh, Samantha is right. Yes. That's right. Yes. The, the baby mama. Mm-hmm. She's like, um, oh, she would say it's in my notes. No, I lost it. Uh, pretty much, she just summed up as like, if you like, what did she say? Parenthood is essentially um, giving your children a chance to have a childhood and stuff like that, right? Um, so that's why they decided at the end, spoilers or not spoilers, because we all have watched it. Um, they decided to branch off. For next week. <laughs> Yeah, they they all decided to go off and, you know, not even tell Oliver where where they went. So I thought that was pretty neat. Um how they have those three different, you know, um takes on parenting and what it means to be a good parent to your child. So um thought that was pretty fun. Good yeah, job was... everybody. Everybody clap it up for yourselves. <laughs> yeah, that was very good. Um now one of the uh the introductions we wait, saw wait, wait, wait. What? I want to hear Sarah's pods. Okay, Sarah, do you have thoughts on the uh, Williams reveal in uh, Arrow this week? Williams reveal to Felicity? Uh, let's to let's, everyone. That's everybody. To it was everybody, really. Yeah. Half of the people already knew. They made that point clear too. <laughs> so that's okay. Um, yeah, that happened. I I just I don't know. I I thought it was lame. I didn't like how that was written. Like I feel like. The writer was on point for half of the episode, and this the other half of the episode, it just fell apart. And that ending scene, like, yeah, I'm a Licity shipper, so I'm pissed off that they're broken up. But at the same time, just the way that was done was stupid. And I really didn't like the fact that Felicity suddenly could walk again and leave. Oh, like, that was so lame. A lot, a lot of and bad about that. Andy and I were talking anyway. about this a few weeks ago, and off off air offline <laughs> and In a um, I, like i was actually still thinking that she wasn't gonna walk for like another season potentially that she wouldn't be able to walk again for until like season five be, because that's a big deal and you really want to experiment with just how that would work and that's interesting and it's dynamic but now they've like thrown it away all of a sudden in my mind because all of a sudden she can walk and it's like oh but whatever it's yeah. a huge insult to, to the community of people that are in that situation because you know in real life it look i get it this show is like a show that is a place in a comic book world where we have magic metahumans you know advanced technology stuff like that but yeah. that doesn't mean that you know it happen in like well at least it yeah. wasn't with tea like she didn't get healed oh, with tea. So I don't. I, every time I re, every time I remember that this show brought back the main character for fucking tea. I'm like, 
they must be smoking something. It was that right room. I am sorry. I, I you know, I, I love these people, but you know, they do some questionable things. No, but I feel like, look, I've said this before that I personally didn't want her to walk ever again because that would be her huge loss for the rest right. of the series and so on. Like, if you're not gonna kill her off because you, you're too scared to do that, then at least give her some put her in some situation where she actually can't hack herself out of or you know she can just be oh Curtis you know just puts puts a little fucking robo thing in my spine and whatnot. It's like, and also like Sarah I, if they wanted to make her walk again save it for at least one year like, yeah. like I would have I would have been fine with waiting until this time around next year and say oh my god Felicity's been fighting so hard this whole you know this whole year and right. stuff like that but this was just four episodes so you know it's like a huge fuck you to the people in the handicapped community, but also it's like the whole winter finale, it lost all of its effect to me. I'm like, now we're back at square one where it's like the last good episode of Arrow was episode five of this season. Yeah, it, well, I don't it, agree with that, but whatever. <laughs> well, no, it's, I, I do agree, though, that, that the handicapped, the, or that, I'm sorry, they're not the handicapped, the, uh, the fact that she was wheelchair bound, almost, you know, that whole emotional arc that could have been handled very well was pretty much thrown out the window, like you said, Andy. Just not... I mean, I was not expecting her to walk at the end of the episode, and I don't know if it's because the writers knew that they were going to break them up, and so they thought, oh, well, we'll have her walk, and so it'll be... Um, people will be happy and sad at the Dramatic. same time, but it's like... it's Bittersweet. Like, yeah, That's but it's like, stupid. no, it's dumb. Sorry. I mean, um, I was watching this with my wife, and she's a physical therapist, and luckily she fell asleep at the end. Otherwise, she would have been screaming at the TV, saying, how the hell did somebody just walk after they were wheelchair-bound for, for what was going on? So, But I, I just sit there going, this is ridiculous. Come on. like, And yet they're trying to build this whole, like, well, we're trying to bring back sick this season and consequences. And so, that, so you're telling me that the only thing you're going to, like, stick to is just this stupid death that is having the whole fandom, like fighting each other even more now and so on. And then, like, it feels like that this is going to be the only thing that they take seriously, and then we go back to just, oh, he died? Oh, let's just put him in a mystical tea uh, pit, or we bring him back. Yeah. It's, it's... A mystical tea pit? <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of tea. That's a lot I would of love tea that. Is, that's, that, is a, that is a lot of tea. Oh, man, that's, oh, that's, that's too funny. But let's get away from that. Let's talk a little bit about Vixen and how she had a yes. pretty, pretty big role in this uh, episode. I, I do want to say this, Andy, um, and I don't know if you can be mad at me or not. Be, I, be, oh, boy, I be did like her. I did like her character, but <sighs> I liked her character and I thought she was effective in the episode. But I felt the actress was kind of weak in her deliveries and some of the lines she had. Let um, me ask you this. Did you watch the animated show? I did not. Okay, because if you said that you'd seen the animated show and you liked it, but you didn't like it here, I'm like, it's the same fucking actors, you hypocrite. Um, yeah, look, look you know, everyone has a tiny opinion, you know, it just means that you're, you don't know the appreciate of, of a great character like Vixen. Uh, no, but um, I... I know, like, I, I like the character, I just didn't think the actress was very strong in her delivery in some of the lines. Like, she was in some of them, and I, I thought she kicked ass in, you know, you know, her fight scenes, you know, especially taking down dark i just felt like some of her deliveries were um were just not where they should have been that's that's all i'm saying pete i actually agree with you on that yeah i i'm I'm really i'm i'm honestly i'm not trying to throw shade i really think that if they bring well you did (laughs) i think if they bring her back they should 
you know, just just work on some of the stuff a little bit. That's all I'm saying because I I, I would love to see give Vincent me an come back. I, give me I, an example. Of what was it? What was the line that didn't work? There was a line and... at the end where something about badass and and I just kind of cringed because I get where she was going with the line, but I'm like, mm, it didn't it didn't work for me. It didn't work for me. Um, but was it like when when she said you know how about I kick your ass like a woman? No no no. It was when she's talking to Oliver. Her last scene with Oliver before uh, towards the end. Um, I don't remember the line exactly, but something to the effect of... Uh, oh, I know you're talking about Pete. Yeah. The, the line was on the lines of, um, like, like, oh, the, my parents gave me this badass necklace, but I don't need a necklace to be a badass. Yeah, like and, and, you know, and, and it's just little lines like that, that to me, in a show like this, can very much but, make a character strong, like, can enhance what they've already brought to the show. And I just didn't feel like the lines that she delivered in, in, that, in that sense, in that line didn't deliver the way I, I hoped it would deliver. At least that was better than whole, Curtis, Curtis' whole random, you know, enforced line in the, what was it, the third episode when he said, you know, since when are you a badass? Since always. I'm like, that's that, my friends, is cringeworthy because we need how many reminders about Felicity Smoke being awesome? It's not, like, I strongly disagree. I, you know, also someone that's been following Vixen since that animated show, it's like, that sort of fits her personality. So, you know, like like I said, it's fine to have different opinions. Let's not. Uh, no, no, I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get stuck in that. I just wanted to get that out there. But I just will to get say, my, just to my question. List, if that's okay, anybody? No, can what? I jump in? Real quick? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, no, this is not your show. Fine. What do you want? Um, I thought it was that was pretty good, Pete. I don't know. Is in, instead of not instead of I meant um, she was a little more playful with her line instead of like straightforward powerful strong woman she was a little more playful with things like that and um, I appreciated that instead of like a you know a straightforward character um, she had some fun with it and she was like you know talking about how she was abandoned as a child and she even threw a joke in in, in, the, in the same sentence I thought that was pretty cool and it, it actually spoke volumes about her character instead of um, just the writing of the show I just smiled so big when Oliver said, "You know, we had an animated uh, encounter yeah, last year." I'm like, "Oh, yeah. I'm like, so I'm not good. supposed to, I'm not supposed to smile, but like, okay, I will give that one to you, Amal." Um, no, I loved her. I thought she was, you know, one of my favorite parts in the whole episode. I loved, first of all, that she and Black Canary are friends because, first of all, thank God that the girl gets to have friends in this universe, and secondly, it makes me more excited for season two of Vixen because supposedly season two of Vixen is taking place before this episode so that it kind of establishes you know how they know each other and i was you know like for, you know good for moral and her for finally being able to get some of that on the plus you know they are fellow back in here you know birds of praise in the combos just saying and uh, no i love how, by that how did they like it's not established that they know each other yet is that what you're saying Andy? So. i just explained that they're gonna <laughs> uh, reveal in season two what the fuck are you listening to well i have to pay attention to you so you know i'm just kidding <laughs> like literally one minute ago, I said they're gonna explain that in season two because it takes place before this episode. And no, Macron then like, I'm just gonna hit that big it. red hang up button because you know I don't belong on here. You know, to say that. Okay. Um. No, I. I. Uh, I, I, see, I have to get awesome. into. I have to get into Vixen the, the animated show because I haven't. Yeah. Um. But it's only six episodes for five minutes. Yeah. Well, that's nothing. Five minutes. That's what yeah. a half hour right there. So that's that's nothing. That's not bad at all. Um, now I did enjoy her character because she did bring something different to the, to the show in that, um, you know, well, you know, we had Constantine already, but she brought a different type of magic that could help bring down dark. Um, 
Now, uh, Sarah, what did you think of their encounter and how, you know, she, uh, she ultimately, even though, like, I thought she would play a part in, like, having her magic help Oliver or Thea or, you know, one of them take down Dark, it, it was pretty much her, herself that did it. What do you think of that? It's fine. Like, <laughs> it was fine. It was, it was what it was. I'm not giving Sarah good questions, apparently. I don't know. Usually, I, don't, I am I don't uh, like, for it. like we already, we already know that we're all tired this week. So yeah. <laughs> Did you like Vixen? Yeah, she was good. It was just uh, what you were trying to explain about the whole line reading, where I believed her with some of the lines, and then some of the lines. It just, I don't know. But yeah. Pete, move on. <laughs> did you guys like how powers were done on the show? Like, there's, because, I, I, you know, did, this... I did. I actually did. I liked how she channeled the animals the way she did. Um, and and it, it helped enhance her power. Um, that was really cool to watch. Just because, like I said, we've gotten the, the magic with Constantine, but we haven't gotten to see it in a different way. And, and I and I like when you can start to include different characters who have similar powers and do them in very different ways. And that's probably what I really like the most about Vixen. And that's why I hope she comes back because I think she adds another element of, of you know, superhero to the show. And I think it'd be really cool. Um, again, like I said, you know, I had my issues with some of the stuff she said, but I felt she was a very she was a very strong character. And I really want to see her come back and and even play a bigger role in the show, which could certainly happen. Um, Annie, do you well, want we... what? Hmm? Go ahead. No, what were you gonna ask? No, I was gonna say, did you have, want to add anything else onto the Vixen uh, talk and how she uh, played her part in Arrow? No, I I was just gonna say that I hope she comes back too. I you know I know there's a lot of people that want to see a Vixen show, you know, to do another spinoff, which I would love to do, see as well. Um, although I wouldn't mind if we. Um, if we got a Birds of Prey TV show instead where she is, you know, like one of the leading characters, you know, we get, you know, Black Canary, you know, that's the thing. They've introduced so many good Birds of Prey characters that, you know, they have Speedy, Hawkgirl, Black Canary, White Canary, and, you know, they can use Nissa, they have Katana, some talk about Lady Blackhawk, you know, if, if, if like those seven characters or something like that came together, and Huntress, of course, if those eight characters came together and like, you know, as, as, as kind of like you know, um, like a um, parallel piece to Legends, you know, that is very male dominated. Uh, you know, if we don't get a Vixen shooting, I would love a Birds of Prey. So yeah, I just hope we see more of her in this universe. And, heck, you know, wouldn't mind if you stopped by the Flash for a few episodes or something. Yeah, well, I can see become. Happen. I think she might be actually becoming a series regular on Legends season two. Like that, they're. You can kind of tell that many of the Flash and Arrow characters right now that we see are, have the potential to become legends like Jesse Quick, um, Curtis, and um, Constantine, and Vixen and stuff like that. I would not be. I know we will see her again. It's just a matter of where and how much. Yeah, where and when, definitely. Um, all right, so that is going to do it for our Arrow talk for now. Um, you know, we're winding we don't down. Talk, we, we don't want to talk about the breakup. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that, was the last pop, that was the last point I wanted to bring up. Um, uh, well, we kind of we talked touched on it a little bit in that you know how Felicity reacted to everything. But um, Sarah, I'm curious. I know you're not happy with how it ended. Were you happy with Felicity reason Felicity's reason as to why she ended it with Oliver, or do you think that um, that was just the, the writers kind of just not handling it very well? Okay, can you hear me? Yes. 
Okay, because, like, the volumes just changed all of a sudden where you were really loud and then really, really quiet. So I, I was wondering oh, so it wasn't, what was it going It wasn't on. just me. No, no. It's never just you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Thanks, I guess? I don't know either. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I actually, I, I knew how I would feel about this episode before it happened because it's never, it's never sit well with me about how the writers were going to do this and then they did it and that happened and yep, I'm, I'm as disappointed as, as I thought I would be just because it felt so out of character to me about what happened, especially considering she had that conversation with Samantha and at that point, she was listening, and you thought everything was going to be fine. But then the end of the episode happened, and th- there was, like, one small line which in that whole monologue, which was kind of logical and made sense to me about how um, he's – him saying goodbye to his son again – He's still leaving her out of the conversation and not letting her be a part, even though they're about to get married. She's about to be the stepmom. And as a stepmom, you you kind of are awkward to begin with. So you want to feel included because it's not necessarily your kid, but you're married to one of the parents. So it's already an awkward situation. So she's just, yeah. So I, I can see that. But um, no, I, like I said, half of the episode was written great. The other half was just clumsy and weird. Um, Andy, what are your thoughts on uh, that breakup? Oh, you want to ask Andy what he thinks about the Elicity breakup? Never mind, um, Matt. What do you think? No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> fuck, I'm. You know what? I'm a professional, so I'm not gonna. I, I'm gonna be serious here. And look, everyone keep assuming that I probably popped, you know, like five hundred bottles of champagne that night or something like that. But you know, I wasn't because one, I. You know, I agree with Felicity a little bit, you know, in terms of like, you know, like, it's not about what you did. It's about that you, you know, it's not like, it's not about what you kept from me, but it's about that the fact that you didn't include me on it. And now, all, you know, because she doesn't have any biological or, le- you know, legal connections with this kid, you know, like, I can't really, you know, agree with her too much, but I get where she's coming from, and so I'm not bashing her for that, and I, it just cringed me that, you know, not only does she, you know, the minute she breaks up, she's able to walk in, I'm like, first of all, like, once again, Arrow Riders, F you, for what you did there, uh, but secondly, it's, I don't know, because we all knew this was happening, and look, you know, in any drama, with any relationship, you know, there's gonna have to be obstacles sometimes. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they can be, you know, disa- you know, disastrous. And but the only thing that kept going through my mind when when this breakup happened was that this so this is why this show doesn't completely work because it is this relationship. Not only does it not make sense for a lot of reasons, because Oliver keeps doing a lot of mistakes. You know, like I said once again. The reason I'm anti-Elicity is not because of Felicity. It's because I think Oliver is not good for her. She can do so much better. But secondly, it's like it takes like if you take out all of the Elicity crap that we have in this episode and we look at any, everything else that was going on, you have a perfect narrative right there. Right there, you have you know great characters that you know you, you can have awesome adventures. You know with all that kids and stuff like that. But no, we have to keep going back to this ship and like I know Sarah I know you're loving him so I'm trying to be as respectful as I can because you know it's okay to like different things oh uh, like like it's fine I was just gonna say like yeah without Elicity 
I would not probably be talking with you guys right now. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. No, I swear to God, the whole reason why I've even started listening to Cena Nerd to begin with was because of Elicity. So, yeah. So, I to each their own about it. But, yeah, that's a fact. Uh, Matt, why don't you uh, let us know your thoughts on the Elicity breakup? I thought it was uh, not very well done. I kind of I think we're all in agreement here. Um, we didn't really like the part where, you know, she stood up and I, I, I thought it was very phony and it was very like uh, a last ditch effort to kind of jerk any kind of ring out any like emotional reactions left. <laughs> Sorry, you said you know ring and I was like, you said ring and I'm like, the only thing I kept seeing was her putting the ring on the table. I'm like, oh, he, yeah. he made a pun. Yeah, Andy, that's thanks for picking that up, buddy. No, no, you, you, you you did a good you you did a good pun. Very. Sweet. I'm happy someone else got it because I almost didn't say it. But yeah, I just I'm fine with them breaking up because that just happens in television. Like we knew it wasn't gonna last. At least I knew it wasn't gonna last. But I wish it was not as soap opera y as it happened. But I mean, take it or leave it. I'm I'm not really paying attention too much to the relationship at this point in the season. I'm very much invested in what the hell's happening with Hive, and um, and all that like main bad guy stuff. I'm like the only reason why I'm hanging on to this show at this point is because of Damian Dark, and now I want to figure out how he's gonna see through the plan um, behind bars and make it a lot more interesting. So. Um, yeah, I, I guess in in summary, it wasn't great. I think everyone kind of. I feel like that. we keep repeating it over and over but again. I'll just so, I'll, let me just say nah, this. Nah. Okay, okay. I, I, yeah, I go ahead and cut me off. It's fine. <laughs> I agree with all you guys. I do disagree, kind of, on Sarah and Andy on Felicity's reaction. I will just say that I dis I I do kind of disagree. I do disagree with with how Felicity. Uh, reacted to the whole which, William thing. Which point? Uh, when no, she, exactly said, when she said you didn't include me, um, and maybe I'm biased because I have kids, and, mm-hmm. and I kind of see the... I kind of see that side of, of Samantha... Uh, the, position she, the position she put Oliver in. Um, and, and Andy, like you said, like Felicity and Samantha had the talk, like, and she straight said... Um, yeah, so it's my kid and I can kind of do what I want. And, and even though you are engaged to Oliver, um, and, 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 and I, and I thought that was a good exchange. I, I really liked that scene. But... Yeah. And she didn't say that, but whatever. Well, no, but also, but that's kind of, he was, he was, pa- he was, pa- Sarah, calm down. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The way he paraphrased it was completely wrong. But whatever. Sorry, I'm but... just, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've been very, very quiet. Because, it, but so if you guys ends... are like reaching my boiling point, so can we talk about something else? My God, <laughs> I, have, uh... I have a follow-up question to you actually. Because, okay, you knew, okay, if you could write their breakup scene, what would you have wanted to be the reason for them to break up? And how would you like what? How would you I have written s- those two? It's so funny you asked me that because um, earlier this week, after watching Arrow, I recorded a different podcast special about Arrow and Flash with friend of the show Everett Harn where I do rewrite the episode a little bit. 
Well, for those that may not be listening to that show, right. give well, us no, how it's you a would special. heal that. You should, but but really, paraphrase because that it, that conference. No, no, I'm not going to paraphrase that. You've had your time, Pete. <laughs> Damn. Oh, those, shade. Right? Those? That was yeah, some shade. Wait, no, I I bring the shade. You bring the sass. Okay, but what would the reason for you have been? To do, to I'm coming because what would have worked a lot better than what they did is after that in that conversation she has with Samantha to me the way I interpreted it Pete <laughs> was that Samantha clearly explains that it was her choice and it was her decision to keep Felicity out of her son's life it wasn't Oliver's which yeah. makes sense to me now remember at the beginning of the episode they do that parallel with 408 and the original breakout from the original timeline. So at that point in time, Oliver is still like it's still Samantha's decision, and he's not real. He's just reacting to the situation. It's when the timeline gets changed that then Oliver learns that him and Felicity broke up, breaks up because of his son. And he then actively chooses to prevent her from finding out. So what would have made more sense to me is if Felicity did a little bit more investigation and called Barry and found out about that decision and then, like, was angry about him because then she could have... That seemed more rational. It's like, but when I he, understand... Didn't he say that they did time travel, though? Didn't he tell no, them? You know, he just no, he told them. Laurel yeah. that they uh, time travel yeah. in the other episode. He didn't say why. Or anything. All she, all she knew was that oh, Barry can time travel. Okay, um, but yeah, I just I I felt like there was a scene cut where that happened because that would have made a lot more sense to me. And also, I have a question for you, Andy. Mm-hmm. This week the timelines kind of confused me on Flash and Arrow. They did because yeah. geez, geez, I was like, wait a minute. Why is that fucking disastrous helmet still on him? And I'm like, oh, they're doing the same shit like they did last season, which is like, Arrow somehow takes place after, you know, before Flash, but at the same time, it's not. So I'm like, because there's that conversation with Diggle and Barry too, and Barry's wondering why Felicity isn't calling him or returning his calls. I was wondering about that. Could be interpreted different ways, like she's busy or she's mad at him because he didn't tell her about William. But then in this episode, she says, let me call Barry and see what he can do. And then one yeah. character says, no, he, what did they say? Like, no, he's busy. What did they say? Oh, no, no. That's when she realized that Barry knew, too, because she asked Oliver, like, oh, is it OK if I? Oh, he already knows. So I'm still thinking that there's a scene cut where that phone call happens. <sighs> that would make a lot more sense. But if Barry then says, okay, let's say that Arrow air on Tuesday and Flash airs on Wednesday. Let's say that we watch that episode and Barry says, well, she isn't getting back to my calls. Well, that means that she's, they haven't talked because he's, because she's angry. She's, she's aware of what happened, maybe. Right, right. I That, that scene wouldn't make well, he she can still be mad at him for withholding that from her for so long, depending on how well. It always I always find it weird. I know they have a friendship, and I understand why. It's still that without crossovers happening every now and then with her, I don't. They don't keep up with the really. Yeah. 
Yeah, like it's it's like it's not difficult to keep up with the times. That's why they, you know, I don't know. I, I, you know what? You do bring a good point. That, that I will say this. You know what? I actually agree with you not a little bit about the breakup. And so I didn't think about that because if she had found out that Oliver had a choice, mm-hmm. you know, you know, no matter what Samantha had said, it would be more Oliver's fault than yep. Samantha's fault. So, yeah. See this, we should we should pocket more often. You, you, would you like to, you know, there's a spot open on the black book. Would you want to come? I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But you, we should we should we should theorize more on shows again because that is that is an excellent point. I kind of I look either either way. You know, they needed a breakup because you know we right. knew you know, it was building up to it. But yeah. maybe the execution, like the, the not the execution, but then the seed. The execution could have been improved too, so because that was just fucking stupid. But the seed yeah. of it all could have been. No, it's not about inclusion, but it's more about the fact that, oh my fucking god, you had a choice that second time. You got a second chance, bitch. You could have changed something. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But not, like, now moving forward, like, is this a couple that we actually believe will get back together again? Like, and, like, yeah, let's um, not, like, deeply, like, let's be as adult as we can, not just because we want to ship them, just because realistically, are these two people, so, like, would Felicity ever go back to someone like Oliver after what's been happening? After yeah. four years of seeing what he's yeah, been doing, because okay. I, this is this is ridiculous. The the lie. <laughs> Part well, of the reason why I don't like what happened and how it happened was because I don't believe like you throw some their relationship away like that over something so small. In my opinion, and yeah, I don't have kids, so I'm sorry that is, about that. That, that is a pretty <laughs> that's a pretty big deal because also I think this goes along with. The whole premise of Oliver always having to lie to people, exclude people. And so, like, you remember in the in the original time that she said that you know I can't believe you're the only you're the only one who finds the truth difficult or complicated. And, she says that in this one too. Oh yeah, she did. See, yeah. I, I didn't pick up on that. There was but a yeah, lot but it, of parallels. Yeah, so it's like, you know. This is not a re- in the end, like you know. Okay, so the seed of it all with the kid is small, but as a whole, this is so, almost maybe been built up upon since season two because they, you know, always been pulling this shit all the time, lying, excluding, not just to her, but to people in general. That's the type of person he's become. No, I'm wondering so, if he's been doing that this whole time to her. Let me, let me, if, let me give this a thought because. In season three, he liked her like a lot because of the whole plan. Like we have, test, it was you know, we team. have. Yeah, it was a team too. But you know, that doesn't mean that she, you know, might not still be upset about it. And so it may remember because you know, a lie is a lie, and a, you know, and a deceit is a deceit. So you know, like I said, I don't realistically, I don't know if they, you know, if they get to get it again. That's you know, instead of. Instead of doing it, you know, quickly, you know, they should actually build up on that time and so on. They actually, you know. You know, like Oliver has to kind of like earn back her his her respect in a way. I don't want them to be back by the season finale because then it means you know once again it means there's no consequence in this damn fucking show. You you can kill up how many people you want, they will come back. You can break up people, they will get back together. And it's so yeah. I but if they're gonna get back together, then spend the season on. But honestly, like I at this point, I'm like, can we just have a Green Arrow show like where no romance is part of the center at all? Gentlemen, what do you think? <laughs> I don't think you can have any show where no ram- romance is is a part of I know. it. I know because Margaret and Melissa's not, so I'm not going to go there. Gentlemen, what do you think about that <laughs> subject? 
about uh, romance and, and shows? No, no, no. Or like, are we talking like, about what you no. guys... The, yeah, the... like... Yeah, oh, the, the, the giant analysis that we're going to do. No, like, do you realistically think <laughs> this is a couple that is honestly going to get back together again and so on? Um, I think it'll be teased um, from pretty much at... From this the new Ross Rachel... <laughs> Yeah, it could, it could, wedding it could, photo. Sorry, sorry. It could very well be that tricking, um, tricking Cupid. You know, I I hope they start I to know. focus more on who's in the grave and 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 Malcolm Merlin and and his plans to kill Oliver and um and and, and, and I mean maybe that all kind of moves paves the way for for more storytelling in that sense. But I mean that's what I think. I think you know we're probably gonna be teased until they decide to bring them back together or not. So, um, you however we will. <laughs> Move on to the Flash talk, uh, and, and you guys, you guys talked about the Flash and the, the timelines with Flash and Arrow. Well, we got to see that uh, crossover with, uh, well, mini crossover with Diggle and, and Lila coming to uh, Central City and uh, getting, well, Diggle getting a really good first look at King Shark. Uh, Matt, what did you think of of uh, Diggle and Lila in the show and and uh, King Shark as well? Um, I thought it was I thought it was pretty fun. Um, I like how surprised Barry looked to see Diggle and Lila. Um, like, hey, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> and um, I thought it was pretty funny how he said, and, and uh, Diggle said, an aquarium. Why do you have one of those? <laughs> <laughs> um, it is pretty random for Argus to have an aquarium, so I thought that was pretty funny that he mentioned out loud. Um, this is definitely one of my favorite episodes of um, the Flash. Um, overall, including first season, just because it's a great combination of um, like goofy premise mixed with like you know a lot of heart and like you know um, great characters just all interacting together. Um, the whole idea of a street shark running around chasing after Barry just because of you know electricity sensing powers is a uh, it's pretty awesome in the sense that we can talk about that seriously um, and not laugh about it, but I am laughing about you just, it. You, um, just, you just laughed. And, uh, yeah, that's that's yeah. why I said that. And uh, Hypocrite. I know. A fraudulent right here. Someone cut me off already. Uh, but I I thought overall the episode dealt with a lot of um, like fun interactions with, with characters, especially with Barry and Wally, which we haven't really seen a lot. So that's my take on it. Um. Now, uh, you know, we had a lot of Earth 2 fallout with, with Barry and Cisco, uh, and Wells told them, you know, don't tell anybody anything because you could ultimately uh, turn them into their Earth 2 counterparts, you know, uh, and and, th- and that was really highlighted with Caitlyn's story, you know, with, with you know, losing Jay, and, and it, it just appears that Caitlyn can't have nice things in Earth 1. Uh, and and it, it was really sad. Like I felt bad for her the whole thing. But and then Cisco's like taking every like little moment to like kind of monitor her. Like oh, uh, like is she gonna lose it? You know, she's has these these snappy moments. Is she gonna become Killer Frost? And yet um, he forgets that she's not a fucking meta human. So I'm like, yeah. You... And, and but I think uh, you know he was, you know, it was just kind of just this whole you know feeling of 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 how the hell do I handle this? You know, I saw these people in another life and, and it was as real as it could be. And, and now, and, and now I'm seeing them again in my regular life and my, and, and it's almost like their minds screwed up because they don't know how to approach situations. You know, you, you saw Barry trying to bond with Wally and he could, and, and not that he couldn't do it, but he's just so, 
he's so stressed. out of yeah he's so stressed he's so out of whack he he's he's sitting with iris and joe and joe died in earth too and it's just so much for him to process um sarah what did you think of of how barry handled what he was going through and how it, it kind of caused a little rift with him and wally I'm laughing because literally I didn't realize that we had moved to flash talk because <laughs> Andy direct messaged me something. So it's like, like, you know, <laughs> she's just getting we're actually we're completely focused on the show. <laughs> completely focused. Twitter is not like happening at all on this earth. But while don't give them an idea. I've heard of him. Yeah, he was probably my least favorite part of The Flash this week. Cause... He didn't like Barry, just... and then it was kind of yeah. annoyed about it. I'm, Which... I'm getting tired of people hating Wally so much. Well, it's, it's not that I hate him, it's just that he, we're, we're introduced to him with to him like a few episodes ago. It hasn't been that long. We've been so wrapped up in Earth 2 that we haven't really seen him. So the first episode back, we're all we all of a sudden get slammed with him who doesn't like our hero, Barry Allen of the show, who's the protagonist. And it's just, and we know Barry's going through a hard time. So to deal with that angst, it's a lot. And that's where I think some of the um, hate comes from. Well, I think it's just like the, they haven't given his character much to do too. Right. And, and, and and unfortunately, you know that is on the writers, you know, and 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 it hasn't been a roller coaster ride since he got in. You know, we had that reveal of him in the in the mid season finale, and then it turns out that you know it looked like it was like this is a cool thing, and and you know oh another cool character we're gonna add who's a part of the mythos, and then he turns out to be this jerk, and and I think part of it is just they well, just haven't given much let, to do, and he's jealous of Barry, and he takes a lot of it on Joe. And and maybe there's something coming where it's gonna all kind of come together, and he's gonna understand things a little bit better. I don't. What, what were you gonna say, Andy? Um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I am um, the connection is weird where I am. Um, here's the thing. Let's go back to this word jerk, and let's look at who this kid is. Um, he says in this episode, Joe and I have been telling me all these amazing things about you, but so far I'm not seeing it because you know. He doesn't know that Barry is the Flash. So obviously, because Barry seemed to, you know, want to rush things and so it kind of came out. You know, if I didn't know that he was the Flash, that would look to me as a person that just wants to get away from me because, you know, he's jealous or something like that. So I, you know, as someone who can kind of relate to only having to, you know, when these, there's, you know, bigger people around that you have to, you know, that people keep gushing and praising and so on. You know, you kind of feel, well, how do I live up to that? How do I get up, get up to that game? So... I don't look at him as a jerk. I look at him as a, you know, a kid who feels he has to overachieve so that he can be what he wants to be able to be seen the same way, but to by Joe as Joe looks at Barry. So I understood where he was coming from, and yes, I, I know there's so like as a comic reader, I know there's so many people that are like, oh, I hate that because this is obviously based a little bit on the New Fifty Two Wally, where he is, you know, a little bit, of, you know, he has a in a hard edge and so on but I like that but you'll know Pete you were talking about you know maybe it's going to come all together at the end and so on that's exactly what happened in this episode Joe explains to him why he and Iris praise Barry so much as own like what their history is and Barry, Wally starts to 
warm up to the idea of Barry. So there's already improvement going on. And yes, I agree with Sarah. It's that, you know, first episode back, maybe this was in the episode for them to have an argument or something. Because like, when I saw that photo of them together, I was like, oh my god, it's Barry Allen and Wally West to get in live action in the same room for the first time. Because, you know, since he arrived, they haven't, we have never seen us two together in a room. So I got, you know, like, as a nerd, I love that. But, you know, there was good development between them. And, you know, like, I like that Barry is, Barry is trying to be a mentor to him. So, you know, but that, you know, but that's just my perspective. You know, if, you know, people don't like Wally, then they don't like Wally. But, you know, I think that calling him a Jurgen Zone based on the context that we have, context that we have about him is maybe unnecessary. You He's know, as a jerk, though. Right. And it's funny, though, Andy, because part of the reason is Wally doesn't know that Barry's the Flash. And, exactly. and so he's and that's not he, his fault. That's not his fault. Right. He's being very, very much tr- um, treated like a character, a love interest character who some t- usually isn't automatically let into the secret right from the get go. So that's it's interesting to see somebody. So it's not necessarily the character. It's just that he doesn't know what's going on with the rest of the show. So that's why it feels disjointed. Interesting. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's a good point. I'm just so tired of people in general just like, you know, well, of course, you know, the new kid gets, you know, because he has a bit of a smart ass to himself, he gets hate and so on. And so I'm, I'm not referring to you, I'm just referring to other viewers that I have, you know, seen and so on. And that's, you know, that's, that's something that's the curse of social media and so on. But I'm just like, I, right now, I like what they're doing with Wally and so on because, you know, and I kind of, you know, there's a, he has a good reason for why he is the way he is. And so I think you know by the end of the season he's gonna be he's gonna come he's gonna be like a full circle character I think. And then whether he gets hit by lightning I don't know but we will see I guess. Um, Buffy what do you think? Uh, well I you know like I said I, I I I hope that his character starts to develop a lot more. You know like you you're right we did get he did he did kind of have a little talk with Joe. Joe kind of explained his Barry's deal. He didn't you know. Because, you know, Joe loves Barry, so he's going to go to bat for him. So I did like that 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 was handled that way because, you know, Wally does need a talking to from time to time when he when that happens. But, you know, like you said, it's not his fault because he doesn't know anything. It's very similar to Iris last season where she didn't know anything. And I know a lot of people were annoyed by her character, but it wasn't until it was revealed to her that Barry was a Flash and everything changed after that. So I'm... It's it's almost like I feel like we're gonna get the same thing with Wally when he finds out that Barry is the Flash. Um, now the other thing we had going on is, and this is something I really want to talk to you guys about, is the reveal of Zoom. Um, and spoiler alert: if you have not watched the episode, you might want to start listening right now because it was revealed who is Zoom, and that is Jay Garrick. And I say that with a question mark because <laughs> is it Jay Garrick or is it? Like Hunter's all is it no. something? Yeah, is it, it? I mean, what do you, Matt? What do you think of that? What I mean, you, we see it is a vision, a version of Jay Garrick, but do you think that is Jay Garrick? Just realized this whole time my mic was not on mute. You probably heard me like breathing. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> I was completely surprised. Um, I, I think last week we didn't we didn't touch on who we thought Zoom was. We mostly talked about who is the man in the mask, right? With mm-hmm. um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, oh my god, I'm forgetting your name, and I'm so sorry. If you're Amelia. listening right now, Amelia. Amelia yes, um, but I was completely surprised. I didn't think it was Jay. I was like, it can't be Jay. He just got stabbed in the heart, and then he was all like, "Well, 
this got a little interesting or something like that, whatever he said at the end. And I'm like, oh, wow, what a surprising turn of events. I am super invested in Zoom now instead of who Barry's fighting every week. Um, so, uh, yeah, I completely blindsided. I have no idea. Because I also thought it would have been Jay in the mask. So now I'm like, okay, now who the fuck is in the mask now? So it is I'm Jay. thoroughly confused. It's they're all Jay. All of them are Jay. <laughs> just really? Jay's everywhere. It, it, I mean, I don't know, Sarah. I know we. Hey, we Andy, this, hmm? is it that rival? Like, are they doing that? Like, I've I heard this thing of. Yeah, yeah, the, um, yeah. I'm sorry. And um, in the comic books, Jay Gear has his own like Zoom Reverse Flash character that that is called a rival. And I don't have the full history, but I know that basically of it all, he has his own Zoom base. And I think they're kind of combining. You know, this show is known. Like you start to yep. be seen a lot. You know, they. I think there's nothing wrong with that. That they combine things. So I think you know that makes it you know more interesting stuff like that. So it's possibly rival, and you know, in the form of Zoom. And yeah, this reveal was very fun and interesting to follow. And because I'm because I like my one of my. Uh, you know, one of our mutual friends, that Lauren Galloway, is one of our co-hosts on the podcast. Because she, you know, she loves Teddy Sears. You know, she, I, you know, she said that she that Jay is her bae. So I'm just thinking, you know, <laughs> oh my gosh, she must be so excited that there's free Teddy Sears now that we might see free Teddy Sears all at the same time. And Ugh. but I mean, he's in a, what? What did you see? Sarah doesn't like Wait, Jay. I don't like what? Teddy Sears. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm wondering. Okay, so this is so confused because it it must be that there it, that it's a J from one individual Earth each, um, and remember, Hunter Zolomon is still on Earth one, so we might have four Teddy Sears to Sarah's joy. So, uh, and, hmm? I'm curious. <laughs> I'm, curious. I, I'm sorry to cut you off, Eddie. I'm curious. Is everyone in agreement that the man in the iron mask is Jay? Sarah, I'm no, curious we, to get your thoughts. See, we see that we saw his eyes. That that. That we saw his eyes. It doesn't eyes. Mean I mean, that doesn't what? mean anything. I'm We've sorry. We've been seeing Zoom's eyes for like episodes, and nobody immediately was like, "Jay, Jay, Jay." I don't <laughs> know. It's because it was a stunned man in the suit. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And voice well, they kind of yeah, and and they darkened his eyes, so you didn't really like you know you wouldn't see too much. And right. when you look at the man in iron, I keep wanting to say iron fist, but it's like, no, iron fucking mask. You see Teddy Sears' eye. I always saw the back of his hair last week. But continue. Um, um, no, no, it's, go ahead, sir. I'm curious to hear what you think about that whole theory. To, to, to what I think about that theory? Or, yeah, theory? or, let's, or let's theory theory spiral a little bit. Do you believe it's it's Jay from another Earth, or do you think it's somebody else? That we might even know. Who? Which one? The man in the iron mask. <laughs> no, the way you, no, the way you set up the question, it gave me an opportunity to say that. I'm just saying. I love you, Pete. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you missed me. Just remember that. Yeah. You missed me. <laughs> you're, the ta- um, you're, the, you're the glue of, this, of, the, of the show. Unlike Oliver is to air, which is the only tape. <laughs> About to say, Andy, did you just call me the tape? Because we no, know that's the glue. 
No, the glue. You're the glue. All of it is the tape. Okay, your theory, Sarah. <laughs> I, my theory, I, I kind of really want it to be Eddie Thawne from Earth 2 or Eobard Thawne from Earth 2. Like, I think that would be interesting because, like, this whole time we've been explained that Zoom's Zoom just wants to be the biggest speedster of them all in any universe and, like, the only one. So he's just going from Earth to Earth getting um taking the speedsters abilities so it'd be interesting for the reveal to be that it's a former speedster who's been taken by zoom and just drained of his powers and now is a disgrace especially one who in the previous season was such a big foe like that dichotomy would be really interesting in my opinion now, but I if want... it's another J, okay. No, no, I want to drop something, and I told Matt this. I think drop I told... it like it's hot. I, I, I think I shared <laughs> Matt this theory last weekend. Was it last weekend, Matt, that I told you my flash theory? Theory, theory. There's always theories, Pete. There's, Just tell us the fucking theory. Going on. What is it? Okay, okay. Now everyone's got their theories. It's J. It's Eobor Thon. It's it's Eddie Thon. It's 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 J five hundred and seventy one. It's you know it's. And and I feel like we're forgetting that there is one speedster that we have not seen in a very long time. Any day now. And that is Barry, future Barry, from the pilot episode. I'm just uh, throwing it out there. Oh, Why can't we just try and theorize that Zoom came in through the breaches and he got a hold of Barry that we still don't know what the heck happened to him, the future Barry. Why can't it be Barry from that future that Zoom took a hold of, and that's the man in the Iron Mask. I have, I, I'm going to raise my hand and say, because I think they are saving that for bigger seasons to come. I don't think they want to use that card just yet, because let's remember, there's a reason they use the word crisis in that magazine. And I'm going to actually bring that up in the Legends talk, but... I don't. The reason I don't think it's bad because one, we fucking saw the eyes. It is clearly Teddy Sears. Uh, second, I think they're like I said, they're saving Barry's disappearance in 2024 for something else, and I don't want them to use it in season two along with the multiverse thing and so on because time travel and multiverse should almost be kept separate, honestly. Um, because then you're using so much of good storylines for future seasons that it's like, oh, we use it all in one season. It's a good theory, but I won't. It's like because of the, the freaking shot of the eyes that we got, it didn't look like Grand Gustin. It looked like Teddy Sears in that mask. But I'm just saying. I know, and, and see, that's the thing. I'm just saying too. Like you know, that's that's kind of my theory. Like I, I'm like, you know what? It's probably not right, but. Why can't we theorize that this is future, future Barry that we have not seen since the pilot episode? So, um, but would you really want it to be so soon? Don't like, would you want to save it for something else? I mean, yeah, definitely. But it doesn't mean that just because Zoom drained his powers that they can't somehow figure out, you know, to get his powers back to that future Barry. If that is in fact the uh, that that is in fact what's happening. But, you know, I guess you could save it for something in the future, you know, down the line, more stories. I just think that'd be kind of cool because nobody would be expecting it and it would be completely out of left field. People would go, oh, I forgot about that, Barry. Um, and so I think just story-wise, I think that would be kind of cool, like I said, just because nobody would see it coming. Um, but they're Matt, wasting, like I said, they're wasting a storyline in that case. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Matt, what do you think? 
Uh, I, I think nothing. <laughs> um, like, I, I'm terrified to say something. Kind of what I was telling you, Pete. I was like, wow, that, like, like you said, it came out of left field. I, I completely forgot about that flash. But Andy made a good point. It's, um, that sets Did up. Did you just call me Amy? I no. called you Andy. Andy. I heard I heard Amy, but maybe that's just me. Oh, Andy made a good point. Maybe you kind of ran them together. Okay. Or ship, maybe it's because you're, you're tweeting you. right now. Get, get caught. Um. What are we talking about? What, what, is, what the fuck is Twitter? Is that hey, like Matt. Movies? Pay attention to the show. Okay? I'm, I, what? I am. <laughs> okay, Matt, go ahead. You were going to say something. Um, forget it. I forgot what I was going to say now. Good. Something about Andy making a good point. Oh, Andy oh, making uh, a good point that... That's uh, that would set up um, a much bigger storyline if they use that flash. Um, so I'm also in the like uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of them saving that idea for later. It's a good idea, Pete, um, but I think um, it's really complicated enough. But I'm already that, wrong. Um, I know. I know. No, not that you're wrong. <laughs> and, and, I mean, and then, and, and then like... in the season finale, this this upcoming fall, this upcoming spring, you know, uh, Matt, Pete will then be right, and he will call me and say, you know, I fucking call you. You will never be back on my show again. <laughs> No, I'll just I'll just make sure if, if I'm right, I'm gonna make sure you guys all know it. That's what's gonna happen. Um, <laughs> um, okay. All right. So we'll we'll legends? table we'll table this theory. We're gonna get to legends now. Um, all right. So we had Star City in 2046, and um, it's we had some interesting stuff going on. We had the new Green Arrow, uh, and and as it was revealed, you know, in the in the comic books, it's Connor Hawk. Who is Oliver Queen's son? Um, now this was handled much differently, in that it's John Diggle Jr. Uh, going under the alias of Connor Hawk um, as Green Arrow, and so I thought that was really cool. I thought that was a really cool nod to Diggle, um, because you know you've seen you've always seen Diggle as like Oliver's you know uh, partner in crime, and and you know, and I thought that was really cool that that his son took up the mantle of Oliver's. Um, you know, uh, oh, Green Arrow. I thought that was really, really cool to watch. Um, Sarah, what did you think of the whole uh, Green Arrow, you know, Connor Hawk and then um, uh, Old Man Oliver uh, thing going on? Not to mention um, Grant Wilson, too. Yes, thank you. We yes. finally got that reveal, which bothers me because I had a whole other theory about um, the future Slade Oliver showdown. But but it took place on Legends and not Arrow. Anyway, so yeah, it was cool. And for some reason, watching the episode and the fact that Connor assumed the mantle of Green Arrow because of his father's death, because he couldn't save him, so he's not even going by John Daigle Jr., but he's going by Connor Hawk, just makes me be like, oh, I wonder if Matt's right, and it is Diggle in the grave, and this is like a little weird foreshadowing, because it is an alternative possible future that's not cemented, but still... As we've seen in this past week's Arrow, even when you do change the time, events still tend to play out the same way. So, it's interesting. How tragic would it be if... Sorry, I just wanted to respond to that. How tragic would it be if it is Diggle who is in the grave, but just before he dies, Lila is pregnant again, and that explains, you know... No, I guess it doesn't, because... Then Connor needs to be thirty years old in that future. He doesn't look like he's no. even remotely close to his thirties. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I it's think a, that's a cool idea, metro. though. Yeah. yeah. It's and it's and to answer your question, it's always tragic when Matt is right to throw some shade. 
<laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, girl. Um, I did want to talk real quick about heat and cold and how they uh, didn't mix very well in this episode. Matt, I know you love Leonard Snart. I know that's your favorite character on the show. Um, what did you think of that dynamic? You know, you, you see it, it, it works, but then when it doesn't work, it's, it's almost, you know, shit hits the fan. Um, what do you mean by they don't work together? Like, is it because no, no, they, like, like they argue or see, something? You could, what I'm saying is like, you could see when they're a team, they're almost unstoppable. Well, I shouldn't say that they've been stopped by the flash and arrow, but, but you know what I mean? Like they, they, they work very well as a cohesive unit when they're on the same page. But then when you had, you know, all these temptations that Heatwave was was looking at, like, oh, I can be the leader of this gang in this, you know, screwed bling, up world. Bling. What did you think of, of him, like, basically saying, um, yeah, I don't want to leave. You can leave on your own, Snart. Yeah, I think um, it was interesting that uh, they made it pretty obvious now that Snart's all in on saving the world. Um, when even, like, um, Mick said it to him, he's like, you know, you lied to me about this being just another job, and now you're trying to save the world. Like, I, I don't get it. And, and then Snart's like, well, you're the brains, or I'm the brains, you're the brawn, so just stop thinking and just follow me or something like that. And I'm like, um, okay, I guess that's just how they're going to establish the dynamic from now on. Um, but I thought it was interesting that they even had a conversation about it. Um, I thought Mick was just going to be a meathead the whole time and just follow around Snart without... Um, running into you know a situation like how they did this week where he's like this is this is paradise it's Christmas every day I can be here all day long and then Cole's like guys are <laughs> like dude like stop being uh, it's definition of paradise <laughs> it's definition of paradise and like, no, 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 I'm not making fun of you Matt I'm making fun of Mick because like it's like this is like paradise and him in a giant ass fur it oh God. I know, his, his, his oh. Macklemore fur, right? Oh. <laughs> I was waiting for him to come out on a scooter. He was so oh. good. No, Matt, you <laughs> they know, even, you... like, like, put it on him. It was like, this is your crown, <laughs> a this dead your, animal. This, this is your bling bling. Now, Matt, you talked about <laughs> him being a meathead, and I know we kind of said that last week, uh, in last, you know, in last week's show about uh, about Heatwave, but did you, did you like... It didn't... It seemed to me like you were expecting this to just be a... A relationship led by Snart, like you said, and um, or a partnership, I should say. And do you? Know, what did you think about them expanding? You know, uh, his character to stepping up to Snart and 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 not and and pretty much having a mind of his own, whereas it didn't really seem like that, in, in up to now at least. Right, and that's what I meant when I said it was surprising that they even had that conversation. Was that the writers felt like they needed to establish that? Um, that they they wanted Mick to not just be a meathead. They wanted him to, you know, have his own um, um, motivations and, and things like that. And when he doesn't, you know, want to see the world burn, I'm like, wow, really? They just said it word for word. Um, he gets upset, even if it's with his partner in crime. So um, I appreciate it. And I hope I see more dynamics like that where – he has a chance to just not shoot people with his flame gun. And he's like, yeah, stealing stuff, sweetheart, <laughs> and being super grimy and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed it, and I hope to expand on that relationship some more as the season goes on. Um, Andy, what did you think of uh, Old Man Arrow? And, and uh, he just looked really tired. You know, he, he is a guy who, you know... Yeah, least... yeah Pete, old people do look tired. That's the part of the game. He looks like an elf, though. <laughs> 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 he looks... 
Really? I thought he looked like a Viking. <laughs> okay. A Viking stay, elf? I don't know. Stay, um, stay on, stay on target. What, what did you think of? What did you think of Old Man Arrow and and how you know he he pretty much was secluded. He was uh, like a recluse. People thought he was dead, and then he came out at the end, and and he was uh, Green Arrow again. What do you think of how that little arc played out in the episode? I'm going to say something really controversial that I said on the Legends Tomorrow podcast as well when I was guesting on that show too. Um. I enjoyed Steve Demel as Old Man Ollie slash Green Arrow more than I have in a good while on Arrow. I was like, first of all, that old man voice, and I'm not the only one. Amy did say the same same thing on Legends podcast. I was so turned on by that voice. I was like, please, like. Read me bedtime stories with that voice. I could listen to that. Like, read me all the Harry Potter books in that voice because, damn, I, I, could, get, I could get behind that. Um, that sounded really creepy. That's because I'm all tired. Um, but it was... See, here's the thing that I we got from Legends that we we may never get on Arrow, and, and which is a, you know, a, a, a lonely green arrow. In the comic books, he is like he doesn't have much of a team around himself all the time, and so it was refreshing to see, yeah, nobody. Like we, you know, we from what we understood in this alternate future, all of them are dead. Like none of them are left. You know, Felicity's dead, Dago's dead, Laurel's dead, and you know they said late Captain Lance, and you know I'm sure Curtis. Like all of them are dead. He's the only one left. And I loved that. I loved that Steve Demel got to play, um, that they got to play this very different Oliver. And I, even though he was cold, look, he's this, this he's always cold or whatever. Um, um, but it was some in some weird way refreshing, and um. No, I I loved it. I really loved it. It's like one of my favorite performances I've seen of Mel, and it's it's not to diminish what he's done on Arrow for the past season or something. It was just more enjoyable here and so on. And even though we made a we made fun of them, the supposedly goatee that was more seen as a beard. I liked the beard. Uh, I liked that he pulled it up really nicely and. He was one of the most complex performances I've seen of him in a very long time. Yeah, it was don't really, kill me. It was t- really t- cool. Yeah, yeah Twitter, don't kill me. No, it was really cool. That was really cool to see. And and, and I really did enjoy watching Old Oliver. I think it's definitely a... Oh, it's a, just the Old Man Ollie, please. Old Man Ollie, Old Man Ollie. Um, I, I think it's a, it's 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 got to be a tough task not uh, to portray yourself as older. And, and you know, you've got to show the age. You've got to show the wear and tear. And they really did... Um, with with how he sounded, I mean, he just sounded just beat, just done. Um, which is why he gave up the mantle of Green Arrow, it seems. Um, you know, uh, another thing they had going on in this episode, I want to touch on this real quick, Matt. Um, did you? What did you think of? They were trying to. I don't know. They're attempting to do a love triangle. I don't know if it was just to show. You know what? we aren't going to have love triangles because of this or, you know, or did it speak more to Jefferson trying to gain confidence? Cause they kept saying the word confidence uh, when he was trying to talk or, or attempting to talk to Kendra. What did you think of that, of that whole arc going on in the episode? I will use, uh, or I will echo the same feelings as Amelia last week. And that's, 
uh, love triangles are boring, so lame. <laughs> um, I felt this way, well, not always, but I felt this way particularly about this episode because it kind of resolved itself, um, like, by the end of the of the episode, and um, I didn't really enjoy it. There could be more creative ways to, you know, show um, um, a teaching moment in, in confidence with, with Jackson and, uh, and Stein, and um, I think they just kind of needed something to do um so they just said well why not keep him on the ship and that'd be funny if this little kid goes after or these little kid and the billionaire guy go after the same girl and they're like yeah sure write it that'd be fun meanwhile like old man ollie is kicking ass over here looking like a viking he's just (laughs) if he was missing an eye it would have been dope but he was missing an arm so it was cool too but um i didn't really enjoy it (laughs) it really did andy like you said it came out of nowhere i'm like you matt i didn't enjoy it i thought it was kind of kind of hokey i don't know if that's like, the when, right word like, but it was when, just when did, when did jacks have a crush on credit i was like well Wait, exactly that's, well, see, there was that's nothing the thing, to I, lead up to that you well, know that's what i'm wondering i'm wondering if they did that on purpose to show you know we're not going to have these and it, it could because it seems silly like you know like jacks all of a sudden had this crush on kendra and then and then it's and then ray Carter's was kind I mean... of was kind of teased with by dr stein about it and then he decided uh, oh well dr stein should never run a matchmaking website <laughs> no, no, he should, like, could you imagine if stein was into shipping like <laughs> oh god imagine what kind of <laughs> catastrophic he would <laughs> He would probably suggest to you know to Felicity you know, break up with him because he didn't include you. It was probably Stein's fault, Sarah. <laughs> See, it all comes together. <laughs> well, I think the bottom line is that it didn't work, and I hope that it was nothing. It was just like maybe they were looking for more storylines to figure out, and that's just something they came across. Came across, but it's clear that that's it's not something they're going to entertain going forward, which I liked. Now, I wanted to save the last bit of of of, Air, of legend talk. Um, about um, what was going on with, uh, you know, seeing Star City in 2046, seeing uh, the, the city completely overrun by the new Deathstroke, um, and, and, you know, see Oliver, like, by himself pretty much, and, and you know, even though he's got Connor Hawk with him, you know, John Diggle Jr., um, you know, there, there was a lot of people lost, you know, whether they died or were evacuated. And Sarah is very guilt-ridden by this she thinks that her and ray leaving is the primary cause of of this happening um Hashtag disagreeing just saying no, no, no. Hashtag thought you were referring to me i'm like <laughs> i wasn't guilt-ridden not you it's not all about you sarah. Sorry. i don't know you were like sarah pause <laughs> <laughs> No. Sarah, Sarah, no H. Sarah, no H. Sorry. Oh, yeah. White canary. No, I'll, I'll just say white canary. Um, no, but, but oh, you know. That was rips... that what the joke was. We didn't know whether or not she, you were referring to Sarah or Sarah. Yeah, that's, that's right. It was a huge, huge <laughs> Really, uh, Andy? Mistake. Really? <laughs> so, you know, Rip's always talking about them doing things when they're in certain timelines and, and messing up the timeline. And is it possible that just by getting on the ship, they have created crazy timelines throughout the future, throughout the past. What just stepping on the ship changed everything because Rip is so hardcore into you got to stay on the ship or you got to stay in the plan or this is going to change. Well, by him coming back to the past, 
he he already set he already messed up the chain of events already set in motion he whatever future that all of them had is now changed because of his interference so can we call rip hunter like the biggest hypocrite because yes he is doing exactly what he's telling everyone not to do anyone answer but he just and i said yeah he's the biggest hypocrite ever if you can take that even further, or well, you can. You can say all the time lords are. Wait, time lords? Yeah. <laughs> time, are, time masters. Time masters. Sorry, no, just confusing. Time masters. They're all hypocrites too, because they're all like, this is the this is the the the, the progression of the thing. Well, let's just jump through time and make sure it stays a certain way as as we see fit. So, you can say all time masters are like that too, and yeah, he's. I was I was happy that somebody. Um, I forgot who, which character brought it up, but they definitely brought it up and said, well, you went back for your, your, to save your family. And then he's like, put the card back in the deck or something like yeah, that. I was like, oh yeah. shit. Yeah, no, he did. He did say that. And he was called out. Um, but, but see, here's the thing is it tells me about the show and these characters and don't get me wrong. I love legends of tomorrow. Um, I see this as almost like saying Sarah, not this Sarah, our white, I'm saying white canary Sarah, um, isn't going to stay around for season two. And even Ray, because of the things they're seeing now and what's the, and, and, and because they're seeing the effects of them just being legends, so to speak, uh, going traveling through time, uh, interacting um, with uh, timelines. You know, Sarah's seen what's happening. This is certainly going to have an effect on her character. I, I, I would. I, I, I'm not fully committing to this, but I can definitely see her character not coming back for a second season because she wants to go back to the life, her, her, her life in present day Star City um, because of what she saw Star City turn into. Um, Sarah, what do you think? I know you like to theorize on, on, on timelines and, and characters and, and where they end up. Um, is this, I mean, what do you think of, of that? Am I, do you think I'm totally off? Do you think I'm on the right track? What are your thoughts on, on that subject? Sorry, I had an important tweet. Pete, <laughs> 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 I really love you with this show. I'm just going to say. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, what was the question? <laughs> what am I theorizing? It was a very long question. Like, do, you, do I think was. that... Sarah's not going to be on the show anymore can you in the see, future? Yeah, can you see because of what's going on, she's decided to not, she's, you know, she's helping Rip now, but by season then she can see her going back to her life and whatever well, she was doing. I think I think that's a potential for all the characters because there's a potential that this cast won't return next season if Legends gets renewed, so... So that that could happen with all the characters. I think it's an interesting um, plot line that they had for her. And I think it's the first time. And in the future, we're probably going to see this occur with the other crew members because they're all going to be faced with some difficult choices down the line because they're dealing with time. And there is that battle between wanting to change the future but knowing you can't because it could you could get what you want but not realize the ripple effect that it will have Mm -hmm. so i thought it was a very interesting dilemma to put her in 
And um, to put that guilt, and it's funny, she's formerly from Arrow, and Arrow's all about guilt. So it's interesting to bring that over into Legends. And again, um, I wasn't a big fan of the show when it first started, but I have to say, as it continues, it's really, I, 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 the episodes keep getting better for me. And, I, and I'm feeling more invested, like I'm looking forward to next week. I like what they did with Mick and Snart this episode. I thought that was very interesting, and I can't wait to find out more about the relationship and just how this whole Becoming Heroes is changing their relationship. And um, to go back to the love trial, triangle thing, I agree. Triangle, love triangles are stupid, and it came out of nowhere. At the same time, I really liked how because it added humor to the show and which you needed a um, plot line to be funny and so i i didn't so much like that it involved the love triangle but i really liked the interactions between jefferson and stein who another relationship that i really am just amused by because they as the shows go on they get better and better playing off of one another so yeah I have one thing I need to bring up, and it's the fact that, you know, there's, you know, some people were discussing about whether or not Ray and Sarah's, you know, MIA status was the reason why it started to fell apart and so on. Wasn't the whole point that Rip took them to begin with because they don't have any significance in the history? That, you know, they, well, they're, you know, I love these two, but that per, you know, per Rip, you know, they are expendable and you know here's another view i have i think one of the reasons that star city fell apart was because barry they were not able to call barry because he's still missing from the crisis hmm. i'm like because you know like, why would they not call him and you know like for whatever disaster is happening it's because he's gone it's interesting i didn't even think about that that didn't even cross my mind that's a good point um Wow, that that really opened up a lot of uh, a lot of theories now, even more. Um, all right, so then I just want to end the talk on that. Uh, you can tell, like it's it's Legends is getting really good. I'm loving everything they're doing. We're all loving everything they're doing. They're getting better each episode, um, and we're starting to see more and more of these uh, timelines play out and how they're going to affect people. Uh, you know, whether it be in their present state or in the future, it's going to be very very interesting. Um, all right, so uh, let's get into classic picks for this week. Um, we're gonna do a little thing with the Austin. Awesome <coughs> what? I'm what? <laughs> Nothing. Um, thing. We're gonna do classic movie picks, Oscars edition, because Oscars is this Sunday. So um, that'll be uh, that'll be what we're gonna do for this show. Um, all right, so uh, Matt, why don't you kick things off with uh, your pick for this week? And not read that Oscars part, Pete. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm trying to think of Oscar movies. Well, uh, an Oscar winner would be Jennifer Lawrence. And I guess I'll pick Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. I haven't watched the movie in a while. Um, I like to watch it again now that I think about it. Um, yeah, that's my pick. It's a good one. And how endearing are all those characters, especially Robert De Niro? Because he's a little left to center, so he's pretty fun. So watch Silver Linings Playbook. That's my pick. Uh, Andy, do you have a pick? Can it be an Oscars movie that was nominated for Best Picture? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, Social Network. 
That was nominated. Very, very nice. That was that was that was that was, that was nominated for Best Picture, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yes. 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 and it, it was it, Rob. Sorry, it, sh- it should have won. It should have won. I'm yes. still upset. <laughs> <laughs> which one? Which movie won that that year? The King's Speech. I'm trying to remember. King's Speech. Yeah. King's Speech oh. on that year. That's, um, that, that, that movie sounds so boring. Yeah, Social Network should have won that. But yeah, yeah, I would uh, check out the Social Network if you're looking for like a um, good Oscars movie. Nice, thank you, Andy. Um, or Ar- Sarah, or Argo. Or Ar- you just stole my pick. I hate you now, uh, Sarah. See, it's funny. I'm going. I'm going through like Oscar picks, and I've actually used a whole bunch of them for classic movie picks. <laughs> so one that I haven't used. I don't think I have um, said A Beautiful Mind with Russell Crowe and Jennifer Connelly. Okay. Okay, so that's my pick, Pete. Do you understand? Yes, because now that's my second pick taken that I was going to say. You guys (laughs) suck. (laughs) It's not not my fault that I'm better than you. I was going to use use Argo, and he takes it. I was going to use A Beautiful Mind, and you take it. Oh, my God. Social network, though. But then he said Argo. <laughs> no, I said, so now, so I said, girl, <laughs> calm. I said social network yeah. or Argo, if you know, as the, one of those two choices. Because I've never, Pete, for fuck's I've never been able to participate in these movies. I know, movie and I'm not gonna, I know, I know. Yeah, so be fucking proud that I actually was able to participate. I am proud of you for actually giving me a movie. Yeah, once. I'm gonna and, wipe your eyes at Comic Con. And your reaction to me picking A Beautiful Mind, I thought you didn't real like know what that movie was. Oh. <laughs> no, I love that movie. That's okay. why I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, good lord. This is all an elaborate stall so Pete can find his new pick. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Um, hey, you want me to pick a movie for you? Still no, no, playing no, book. no, no, no. Oh gosh. Um, I'm just going to go with Crash. Uh, it's a, it's, I yeah. really like that movie. Um, uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> I'm going to go with Crash because I'm, throw, I'm, so thrown, it. I'm so thrown off right now. Yes, Crash is, is my movie pick for this week. Um, all right, so that is going to do for a show. Um, I just want to throw one really quick thing out there, and that is um, Fuller House came out on Netflix today. It's Friday. It's the 26th, I believe. Am I off? No, it is the 26th. Today is the 26th of yeah. February. Um, and I've seen the first couple episodes. Uh, they're exactly like the uh, their predecessor, which was cheesy. It was funny. Um, I enjoyed it. If you enjoyed the if you enjoyed Full House, you'll enjoy Fuller House. So um, go check it out. I think it will bring back all the nostalgic feelings because um, it certainly did for me. Um, all right, so that is how I want. That's the last thing I want to throw in there. Wanted to make sure I get that in there. Um, all right, so that is going to do it for our show. Hope you enjoyed uh, how crazy it was today. Um, probably because Sarah came back and Andy was here and we were all tired. So. Um, you angry little brat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you love it, Andy. What a <sighs> piece of tape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my only goodness. we could high five right now. <laughs> please return next week as we will do our best to do something. <laughs> something said, cool. Please. Yeah, yeah next, next week we can talk about Supergirl so we can talk about Laura Vanover being on the show. Oh man! Oh boy! Please, please subscribe to our show. Please. Are you gonna let us like um say where we can they can find us? 
You can find us at the GWW.com. You can find us, find all our content at the GWW.com at Cena nerd on Twitter. Um, Andy, let everyone know where they can find you at. They can find me on that. Where where can they find me? Um, They can, (laughs) for a second, I forgot. Wait, what do I do these days? Um, I do um, the live podcast, the live podcast.com. All the social media links are there and iTunes and stuff like that. They can check out my Twitter. Follow me, follow me on Twitter if you want to tell me how what an awful critic I am because I don't like your stupid little ship at Anibuck and you can <laughs> wow um, I need sleep uh, you, you, can, you can check out my work at TV Overmind and Hero Hollywood and you can check out my moral website themoralboard.com and and uh, yeah thank you Andy it's always fun to have you on the show um, Matt you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, at I'm Selzy, I-M-S-A-L-Z-Y. Uh, Sarah? You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at S-J Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. And don't, and if you really want to see, like, my full breakdown and reaction about Elicity, Arrow, Flash, then check out the Renocked. Arrow Renocked special on thegww.com, um, where me and Everett Harn, <laughs> we have a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why'd you do that? That was a good little laugh. I like that you're teasing people with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can find me um, at Pacing Pete, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all that good stuff. And like I said, find us at gww.com. Go to iTunes, subscribe, let us know what you think, what you don't like. We want to hear it all. All right, so that is going to do it for our show this week. Till oh. next. What, 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 what happened now? I just wanted to say you won the gift war with that Daredevil or that Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> did you like that did you like that yeah it totally won so if, if you if you uh want to play along Marvel you can now. actually if you if you listen to our show and then follow our timeline while it's going on uh we're having gift wars and it's a lot of fun so. <laughs> i just saw it right now well played Pete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was very well played that's immediately what i thought of when i saw that so i was like yep. yeah, had to throw yep. that in there yes you did Um, alright so that is going to do it for our show Uh, please come back next week please please I hope we didn't scare you away Um, you have a DVR streaming devices use them oh uh, Facebook sorry (laughs) I was tweeting (laughs) you're welcome keep keep calm and eliciting This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at the GWW.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble!